For those of you that have not yet received the newsletter, there's mention in there of 930,000 people being affected by contaminated water in Michigan, including the area of Flint, Michigan, and they have been placed under a boil water order. And so we wanted to go back and talk a little bit about some of the water situations. It's good to have Krista back in the studio tonight, and you mentioned the water issues in Kentucky. Yes, you know, the recent floods that were devastating and actually deaths occurred and homelessness is abounding, but there's also a critical shortage of bottled water uh, or water by the gallon, because obviously people who you know, are being flooded, their water systems is now completely contaminated. Mm -hmm. And the amount of available bottled water was easily exhausted. Yeah, I saw where one city literally ran out of bottled water. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just catastrophic flood, and they were not prepared to be able to supply the entirety of that population. So what we wanted to do is to go back, and the episode that we have for today is actually from last year, and it deals with purifying and filtering water. And we're realizing that there may be some folks there that still have shortages of water and must still find other ways to be able to provide water for their family. Mm -hmm. So there's some very good information in this particular episode from August of 2021, Ways to Filter and Purify Water in SHTF or During Water Emergencies. And I think it's a water emergency in Michigan, and I think it's a degree of an SHTF in Kentucky. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So we appreciate you being with us, and we'll come back right into the episode. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. All right, tonight we want to discuss ways to filter and purify water. Now, we have mentioned water before, and we've mentioned it before numerous times because it is that important. It's probably the most vital element we can put into our bodies at any given time in a prepper or non-prepper situation. It's not only important for survival purposes, but water systems from time to time can become contaminated. And that makes the water unsafe to drink. And in more severe cases, it's even dangerous to let it come in contact with your skin. You mean like a Flint, Michigan situation? Oh, absolutely. I think people need to be reminded that not just drinking impure water is a health risk, but if you're in a severe advisory where you shouldn't even let it contact your skin, it's because your skin can absorb whatever is in the water. You know, your skin is a living organ, and you wouldn't want to pour impure water on your liver, so don't pour it on your skin. Don't bathe in it. Don't wash your face in it. Don't wash your hair in it if it's that bad. Yeah, there's three types of advisories that they will issue. One is a ball water advisory, and this says that it's not safe for consumption without boiling it, 
and it might be because of a suspected contamination or an overdose of chemicals getting put into the water at the water filtration plant? Yeah, that actually does happen. In their efforts to be safe, they can over-chemicalize it, and that's not safe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's just malfunctions. Mm -hmm, True. And sometimes they just don't know, so they want to be safe with the public. Then there is the do not drink water advisory. In that situation, the water can be used for bathing and for toilets and such like that. But if it's going to enter your mouth for drinking or for cooking or brushing your teeth, it needs to be bottled water in that particular case. And then the most extreme one is the do not use water advisory. That means not only should you not consume it, but you should not bathe in it, brush your teeth, wash your hair, or come in contact with that contaminated water because whatever is in there is that volatile. And there are those that said that if you get a do not use advisory, just go out and shut off your water from the public supply. Exactly. There's a difference between filtering and purifying. Oh, yes. See, filtering is removing the sediment, the trash, the debris, the bugs, the fish, and other solids that are in the water. That's filtering it out. And then purification is making it safe to drink. Right. So all water that is to be consumed must be purified. And so for our practical preppers, we're listing the ways to filter water, and here's a few ways to do that. You can use a bandana or a handkerchief and just pour the water through into a container. You could use a coffee filter, one of those disposable paper. You could even filter through a T-shirt or a very thin piece of cloth or clothing. Because here we're not trying to get the bacteria out or the germs out. We're just trying to get the sediment out before we purify it. Exactly. See, most folks don't want to drink gritty water. No, I, I certainly don't, and I don't know anyone who does. Yes, got to get the big chunks out first and then the smaller chunks and smaller chunks. Now, you can also build a soda bottle water filter, and this would work. It's a slower process, but it will work if you're going to be in one area for a while and you're not in a critical need for having water right now. This is tomorrow's water kind of thing. You can take a two-liter soda bottle, and you can cut the bottom out of it, invert that bottle, Put a few small stones in the bottom or small gravel just to keep the contents of this from making its way down into the neck of the bottle. So you're talking about this is going to form a barrier because you're going to put other things on top of that gravel. We're going to put some charcoal on it and we're going to put some sand on it. And this thing is inverted and then you take the cap and put a hole in that cap. Not a large hole, but you put a hole in that cap that will let the water drip out of that filter and then put it in some place. You can set it in the top of a coffee can or anything that would hold that, some type of container that would catch that water. Even a flower vase or something like that would work. Well, what are you going to be putting on top of the gravel? You're going to put charcoal on top of the gravel, and then you're going to put sand on top of that. Are you talking about charcoal like you use in the grill? Well, Worst case scenario, you could do that, but if you can find activated charcoal, it's even better. I'm going to say probably the activated charcoal because most of the charcoal that you buy for the grill already has lighter fluid on it. Or Well, you'd have to get one like that. And and actually, research that I've done says that you 
use the charcoal from a fire you have built. In other words, you make your own charcoal. Like like natural made. Right. And then not grind it up, but chop it up because you're not after fine, fine. Just what you call a coarse. You're looking for a coarse charcoal and then you put your filter on top of that. And keep in mind, this is not filtering out bacteria and germs. Right, right. This is to pre-filter the water before you purify it. And so you're saying charcoal, a layer of charcoal, coarse, pebbly charcoal, and then sand on, sand top, of on that. top of that. So now you're going to be pouring water from the top where you've cut right. out the bottom. And and you the water's going to pass through that sand and then through the charcoal and then through the gravel. And that charcoal and sand and gravel is going to capture out the larger trash and debris, and it's going to drip out water. And that water then you would purify. Exactly. Either boil it or add some sort of chemical process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To purify it. Okay, so now you have filtered your water, so you have clean but not yet drinkable water. Exactly. Now let's look at some ways to purify the water. Okay, and the first and longest used and very effective way would be to boil it. Now, experts will differ on how long you're supposed to boil water in order to make it safe Mm -hmm. to drink. My rule of thumb is if you can boil it longer, that would be better because you really don't want to have any doubt in your mind whatsoever that the water that you have boiled and have allowed to cool is indeed safe to drink. Right. Now, the CDC, if you can trust them, that's harder and harder to do lately, but this is information that has been out from them for a long time. They say boil the water for a minimum of one minute and increase that to three minutes if you're above 6,500 feet in elevation. Now, I've heard other people say they'll boil for anywhere from three to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And so that's perfectly fine as long as you don't boil all your water away. You know, if you're boiling a large quantity of water a couple of gallons or so you definitely want a rolling boil and a rolling boil and my thought here and i've i've read information that says once you hit like 180 degrees you've killed all the bacteria i'm not going to trust that i'm going to boil water for three to five minutes regardless of the elevation at which i am located at that particular time but the point is that boiling is a very effective way to purify water or to make it safe to drink. Another way to purify water is to use chemical purification. A couple of the top ways, number one would be chlorine bleach. Mm-hmm. Unscented. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point because bleach, you know, it used to be bleach was just bleach. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you get lemon bleach and lavender bleach and tropical paradise bleach and whatever. We're talking about plain old, unscented, regular bleach. And the cheap stuff works just as well as right. the expensive the, the stuff. The dollar store, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. You're going to use one-eighth of a teaspoon of bleach per gallon. Now, an eighth of a teaspoon is not a whole lot, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't take a lot of chlorine bleach to purify water. It's to where you can put it in there and let it stand for an hour before drinking it. Chances are you're not even going to really notice because chlorine bleach is often used for city water purification anyway. And sometimes you can smell the chlorine Mm -hmm. when it comes out of the tap, but it's very, very light, very mild, not very tasteable. And this is a place where something like those little flavor packets that you can put into a bottle of water, 
Mm-hmm. It's a good time to be using some of those to to flavor it with fruit punch, lemonade, grape, sure, you know, That's whatever. A good idea. And that will help disguise the taste of the chlorine. Another chemical you can use is iodine. Now, it's not recommended for pregnant women or those with thyroid issues or those with thyroid medication to be consuming iodine purified water. But if you're in a survival situation, you're going to want to know that it's, it'll take 20 drops of a 2% solution per gallon. Again, you're going to mix that, let it stand for an hour before drinking it. Give it time to activate in order to do what it needs to do. It's going to take time to kill out the harmful bacteria that's in there. And again, this would be a good time for the flavor packet to be added to the water. Yes, good point, because sometimes people just don't like the taste of plain water, or the water may have a bit of a stale taste to it, although it's perfectly safe to drink. So, yes, there's any number of ways that you can flavor it. You Mm -hmm. can Kool-Aid it, Crystal Light, those types of things. And in the South, we make sweet tea out of it. Can do. But Um, I'd be making coffee out of it. We have added a way for our listeners who would like to support the podcast to do so. We love our coffee, so you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep and buy us a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep. With all the talk of making clean water to drink, we need to remember that we can get germs and bacteria on our hands and in any open places on our skin That's where the sponsor of today's episode comes in, Clean Start. Clean Start is a 40X concentrated hand sanitizer and antiseptic. One three and a half ounce bottle of concentrate makes one gallon of sanitizer and antiseptic. The starter kit comes with two bottles of concentrate, a couple of foaming applicator bottles, and a mixing jug. From a prepping standpoint, it really makes sense to store concentrate rather than a bunch of bottles of hand sanitizer. Plus, in addition to being a hand sanitizer, it's an FDA-registered antiseptic. Yes, it's a true multi-purpose prepping item. It's alcohol-free, it doesn't dry out your skin, and it kills germs for up to two hours. Clean Start. Check it out. It's available on our website with a 25% discount. Another thing that you can use that is available, and this is something you would purchase ahead of time, you practical preppers, and that would be to get water purification tablets. These are intended for about the quart size canteens. Follow the directions on the bottle. It's usually one or two tablets per quart. You're going to shake that together and let it stand for 30 minutes before drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of the last and best ones would be to use a water filtration system. There's one that that's Mark has referred to several times. It's called a Berkey. I don't know. Can you describe the Berkey and how it works? Best way I can describe one, now I, I'm not exactly sure all of the filtration system that's in it, but I would like for us to get one. And it looks like a 30-cup coffee pot. And you put the, and it's a little taller than that. You put the water in the top and then it filters through and it has a holding tank and it has a spigot for letting the water out. Oh, I see. Now, our son in law and daughter have one that's made by Berkey and they actually put it in their refrigerator. They fill it, put it in their refrigerator, and then 
it does the very similar thing and filters the water through and has a spigot there. Oh, yes. Okay. So it makes a much better tasting water than the water that comes out of their tap. Oh, sounds good. Yes. You know, and I know that some folks have a whole house filter mm-hmm. or even maybe just a kitchen sink filter where there is a canister that, again, goes through filtration means and comes out much more sparkling. Mm-hmm. And it actually takes the chlorine and some other things out of the water, the lead, the heavy metals, and that sort of thing. And they do claim that it does make a better tasting water and a better water to wash hair and skin with. Mm-hmm. Um, now, another thing, and we carry these, is personal water filters. And we think that every prepper should have at least one personal water filter. This can be a life straw. Uh, now, the life straw, I think they say, is good for like a 1,000 gallons of water. Mm-hmm. Or the Sawyer Mini, which we carry, which I have read is good for 100,000 gallons of water. One of the things, these things have filters inside them. And one reason that you want to pre-filter your water is that filter filtering out sediment will clog up quicker. Yes, you want to you want to make the the trash and murkiness of your water mm-hmm. as minute as possible. Now you can stick that personal water filter down into a mud hole and safely drink that water, but it's going to clog up your filter a lot quicker. Exactly. So you get, be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. There's another way that you can purify, and that's with ultraviolet light, known as UV light. UV light. I'm very familiar with UV light actually from the pet industry, which I was in for 30 years back in another lifetime of mine. Not too long ago, really. And we used UV light to do some sterilization for aquarium purposes and for medicating fish and for quarantining mm-hmm. fish. Now, it's a slow process. It is. And it will kill the bacteria and any viruses in the water, but it does not remove any chemicals in the water. That is correct. It's strictly for bacteria and virus. I even have a humidifier on my nightstand that has a UV purification light in the humidifier Mm -hmm. to prevent the water chambers from becoming infectious looking and moldy. Now, the way that you can build a UV light filtering system is to use clear soda bottles. Now, they must be clear. The colored ones will filter out much of the UV light. And it's better to use the plastic ones because some glass uses UV filtration built into the glass. Yeah, there's actually glass that has low E mm-hmm. in there, and that's that's a UV blocker, so that you don't want to use that. Right. Now, you can use the plastic soda bottle, maximum of two liters. You can even use a Ziploc bag. Yeah, they make gallon and two-gallon sizes in there. Well, take a gallon and put a half gallon in it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then you can lay these out in the sunlight, and you have to leave it there. Now, it's important to have pre-filtered this because the sediment in the water will block UV as well. Correct. Now, you lay these bottles or bags on their side, Lay them flat. It helps if you can place it on some type of reflective surface like a mirror, and that improves the process. Or aluminum foil or a mylar blanket. Something like mm-hmm. that would, would be very good. Now, here's where it, you have to understand that this is a very slow process. See, on a clear day with very few occasional clouds passing by, 
the water must be exposed to the UV for a minimum of six hours before it's safe to drink. So we're talking about using the actual sun's UV. Correct. Not like an electric UV lamp, but a UV from the actual sun. Correct. Now, if the sky is what we call partly cloudy with, say, a 50% cloud coverage, it can take up to two days to totally purify this water through UV to make it safe to drink. And we're going to have all of this information on our show notes that we do for the podcast because I know we've kind of thrown a whole bunch at you. but And we'll can, put it on the website as well within a few days. Oh, sure. But we just want you to make sure that you're well hydrated and that you're familiar with and unafraid to try ways to purify water because you just never know your situation. You're just going to want to have that helpful information out there. You may be faced with either dying of thirst or having available water to you that you need to filter and purify. Mm -hmm. And you can practice this too. Take water out of a mud hole, muddy water, and just see if you can filter it. See if if you can make it clear. You build one of those bottle filters. You can do it with a bottle filter. You can do it with the coffee filter, any way that you would choose. Now, in our get-home bags, we carry a couple of water filters. And we have some other things in there that are like face gaiters. We have them in there not because we're worried about COVID trying to get home, but it might be cold or it might be terribly sunny and we may need to use those for sun protection it might be that we are in a very dusty environment so we have those in our bags that we can use as well so we can filter that water before we use our personal water filter but if we need to go straight to the source we can do that as well so let's encourage you to do a little bit of research, do a little bit of experimenting, and you know you can try this at home, and you can actually use clean water to test your water filter. I mean, you're not running tests on it to see if there's no bacteria. I mean, we don't have that capability at home, most of us anyway, but we can learn how the process works. Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we go? Well, it's like you've said, the more you know, the less you have to carry. And we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.